ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am actually calling into the studio uh, or zooming into the studio from sunny Florida. You know you're spoiled when it's slightly cloudy and you're like, what the heck? Um, Meanwhile, I'm getting flood warnings from the Seattle area. So uh, that's a little crazy. Um, Reminder that if you can't listen live each week, then you can find Don't Ask Me to Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 for show details. If you would like to connect, make a comment, ask a question, the studio number is 425-373-5527. You can also find me through my website, Stacey Connects. Uh, I want to welcome to the show today, Sharon Sperry. Welcome, Sharon. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. Where are you? I am okay, actually in Seattle. I just got here to Redmond, Washington, actually. I'm normally in North Lake Tahoe, so we're sort of all over the place today. We are all over the place. Meanwhile, um, you know, anchoring, as always, is Eric in studio. So, hi, Eric. Yes. Hey, good afternoon to you both. Why, thank you very much. So one of the things that I... And I I think we can safely say the the flood warning has passed. It's, you know, we got sunshine actually breaking through the clouds right now, so... Oh, good. That's so good. I'm so glad. Um, I mean, I'm mostly glad you sort of want it to be raining at home when you go someplace (laughs) like me. Right. (laughs) However... It sounds like we've got comparable weather today with you, except for it's probably a lot warmer there. It is a lot warmer. Yeah. Holy cow. This whole middle-aged uh, sweating thing. It's its a thing. <laughs> You're um, glowing. <laughs> I am glowing. Uh, I remember reading somewhere where it said, um, horses sweat, men perspire, and women feel the heat. I'm like, then why do I feel like a horse? <laughs> um so I do feel like I want to touch on what's going on in Ukraine. So I'm just going to say this. Uh, Benjamin Franklin said there never was a good war or a bad peace. And so I will just say that. Um, I think it makes it pretty clear uh how I feel about what's going on in Ukraine. Um, I do want to say hello to mom, of course. Uh, She is listening alone tonight. She doesn't have the rest of the glop with her. They've got things going on. So hello, mom. Um, I suspect you'll start calling Eric at some point because you're lonely. So Eric, be prepared. (laughs) It's becoming like a weekly occurrence. Am, am I going to hear from Joan or am I going to hear from uh, one of her alternate uh, personalities? Identities? Yes. I, right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe from Ginny or from Mimi Mimi or somebody like that. Um, so as I mentioned, I am in Florida visiting with my lovely in-laws. I am super grateful that I actually get to say that. I really enjoy them so much. My sister-in-law is celebrating her uh or celebrated her uh, 
50 plus 10 birthday. I feel like I can't say. <laughs> I don't want to give her out her age. So if you can't figure out math, then you don't know what her birthday is. And so we, uh, my husband and I and his two sisters and their husbands and my in-laws all came together. And it was like a mini family reunion. And it has been lovely. I've been very spoiled. Um, of course, I did get burned on day one. And as a redhead, I sent pictures to like everybody that I know. And yes, I know better. Yes, I wore sunscreen. Yes, I applied multiple <laughs> times. Yes, I know that. However, when you have a lot of real estate on your body that is pale and you're in the sun during, I don't know, daylight hours in Florida, you're going to get burned. And yeah, burned especially I when did. you're from Seattle. Right, exactly. Thank you. And some of the comments that my friends uh, made, you know, where are you on the surface of the sun? And somebody else <laughs> said, uh, no, she's in the devil's butt, which is Florida. Um, different language, but you get the point, um, which made me laugh. I've never heard it referred yeah. to as that. Neither right. have I, but I like it. Right? Um, America's wang. I've heard that many times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say that like. The map shape. Right? Listening to the news at night is like a drinking game. Like how many alligators have gotten loose? How many like man with a or woman like with a stories are there? Um, you know, it's a whole thing. Like apparently you can type in man in Florida and put in your birth date and it will come up with a title for you. So That's it's fun. a thing, right? I mean, party tricks. You didn't know you needed to play. If we can't have fun with Florida, what can we do with it? Exactly. You get it. Um, so Eric will appreciate this. I was telling my sister-in-law, Veronica, about my putting out forest fires and wildfires idea. And she is a librarian in Connecticut and a head librarian at a university, you know. Um, and she's like, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> which I never said you never said and she I mean and she didn't outright say that's dumb she did like you Eric suggest that what about the foliage and the animals that need the precipitation I'm like it's not that big of a space guys like come on um and so I felt very satisfied when I said look the point is not that I have a solution. The point is that I'm talking about the problem. Right? Sure. So how many people are talking about this? Um, me <laughs> and everybody I drag into it. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's some forestry experts that are talking about this night and day for years. And I need to have <laughs> them on the show. So there you go. if if any of my 11s of listeners know somebody that actually like works in this or knows about this, contact me again. It's Stacy at StacyConnects.com. I need to talk to somebody about this. The other one that I want to talk to about this is Mark Rober because his YouTube channel, he is a former NASA engineer and he comes up with some really great solutions for things that are slightly ridiculous, which I love. I mean, come on. Um, okay. The other thing is I keep changing my title for my business. I can't decide what it is that I do. So, um, 
my latest is change consultant. Doesn't that sound bougie? I'm like, Stacy connects. I'm a change mm. consultant. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see you laughing. Um, and I, I just don't think it captures your essence. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know what my essence is. I don't know how to articulate it in terms that people can relate to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I am constantly trying to figure out, like, how do you tell people what you do when what you do is talk and come up with ridiculous ideas that it turns out more than 50% of them just might work? I mean, yeah. right? Well, I have questions about this, but maybe we can maybe we can work with that a little bit. We'll All right. Okay. Well, this will fall right into uh, what it is that you do anyway, Sharon. So mm-hmm. that works out. Um, okay. So my weekly Staceyism. Um, oh, wait, one other thing I want to talk about. Went into Dunkin' Donuts this morning, which is very exciting because there is not a Dunkin' Donuts in the Seattle area. And I. But there, it's a, an insanely popular chain on the East Coast. Insanely popular. I think everybody's and, heard of Dunkin' Donuts, but like on the East Coast, it's like a really big deal. Right. I mean, it's essentially like the Starbucks of the East Coast. There you go. And when you cheaper. have one on each corner. Kind of. Pretty much like yeah. one in the grocery store, one on the corner, um, you know, they're in the airports, the whole thing. And I was raised on Dunkin' Donuts, the chocolate frosted donut, the chocolate glazed. Um, you know, it is terrible you, for you. You run on Dunkin'. I run on Dunkin'. <laughs> I do. And it may be why I need to lose a little bit of weight. However, I am happy. So uh went into Dunkin' Donuts this morning and as per usual with a uh, freestanding location. There's a bunch of, you know, gentlemen hanging out like the, the daily posse, I suspect, or they meet once a week. And one of the guys was like, so lecherous. I was so like, ugh. he's looking at all of the women in the shop and he's like, great, great, ew, ew. great. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't know. There was something about him. And so I was saying to my husband, I'm like, we need to do like that whole, like, to catch a like whatever. And he's like, it's not hard to catch him. He's sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe we need to do an undercover thing and send women in and see how many women he makes some kind of weird, lewd remark to. I don't know. It very much struck me. And I'm mm. normally not struck by that kind of stuff. I'm normally, if, if somebody shouts out to me, I'm like, oh my God, me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm it- always just so surprised. <laughs> It wasn't that guy that used to say, it's time to make the donuts. Nope, it okay. was not him. <laughs> Good. It was definitely he, not him. You know, they should just put him back to work if that's the guy, because he'd be too yeah. busy for that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, okay, so my Stacyism of the week. So uh, all of the things that I've been working on with my business, there is so much information that I... Um, that I am constantly gathering and thinking about and uh, contemplating. And I, I just realized that people, and I guess I am people, get tired of information. They want change. And so even when as a consultant, maybe a change consultant, I don't know, Sharon may have some other thoughts, but, um, <laughs> you know, 
helping people, you can give them information and that's great. At a certain point, they really want the change to happen. Now, obviously you have to participate in the change. Um, however, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Um, and what Sharon does, what some other folks, um, in business coaching and leadership coaching do like, you've got this information. However, it's like, yeah, yeah, I want the change and I need it to happen. And so it's a really true statement. And the, the trick is trying to figure out how to make that change happen without doing it for someone, because mm-hmm. realistically you're giving them information. Right. So, yeah. um, so maybe it's about experiential, um, yeah. because, um, I'm on a Ben Franklin, uh, quote kick and he said, tell me, and I forget, teach me. And I remember involve me and I learn. And so uh, we need to be involved in the change uh, in order to make change happen. Hit so me with go. lightning and I never forget. That, that right? was the last part of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, the number of sayings that he has had, I mean, the man was like prolific. Um, I mean, it's really quite impressive, I have to say. Um, definitely read Poor Richard's Almanac if you want lots of good advice. Yeah. And that's information, but the way he said it um, was like usable for people. So they could turn it into something that was an experience for them. That's the power of a great quote and good words. And I think you you do a lot of that. Your Staceyisms, for example. Well, thank you. Oh my gosh. On that note, let's go to a break because don't we all want to have that good, warm, fuzzy feeling? Um, mm. So let's take a quick break. You're listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. We will be right back with Sharon Sperry. Don't ask me to talk. Hi, I'm JDK Winnikin, host of This Show Is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams, and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show Is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuiper Counseling. 
Counseling.com. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. Okay, I really need to have some secondary show for the commercial breaks because the conversations that take place. So while Sharon is getting super deep about, you know, oh my gosh, the the story about the lecherous guy at Dunkin' Donuts makes me think of like empowering people. Eric's like, I remember eating Dunkin' Donuts cereal as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Once you mention donuts, that's all I can think of. You know, well, could be honestly, I got stabbed by a guy at Dunkin' Donuts, and I would just think, oh man, a maple bar would be pretty good about now. <laughs> How about a fritter? <laughs> well, and, and honestly, that is the essence of kind of what I love about this show is that, you know, I say in the promo, it's like from the ridiculous to the sublime. And I love the idea of anything I share with people being edutaining, um, mm. you know, a little education uh, in an entertaining way. It's what Mary Poppins did to get the uh, spoonful of medicine, right? Right. I mean, yeah, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down for sure. Exactly. Um, okay. So Sharon, you uh, are the coach. You call yourself a coach. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, behind um, better nature of work. And I, so I don't know if people that listen to the show realize I do really no pre-production and I like to pretend that, you know, well, I'm not pretending. It is partly my intuition and that I just want to connect with people and have it be an authentic conversation. I don't want to necessarily um, regurgitate the questions that they have sent in and, you know, ask me about this. Um, I want to ask what I want to ask. I don't know what's going to happen. And and I I don't remember what I sent in anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so I, you know, I prefer that. And there's lots of people that do it that way and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, That said, if I haven't met someone prior, I at least go check out social media or I do a cursory glance at the website and see what sticks out to me. And the things that stuck out to me on yours is your recovered corporate HR leader, which... (laughs) made me chuckle on two levels. One, my husband is a corporate HR leader who focuses <laughs> on uh, learning and development. And, Thank him for his service. Yeah. Right. And um, and I just love the fact that it's not retired, it's recovered. And that mm-hmm. is um, on your website when you build your website you know, that search engine optimization is important. And so keywords. And so you were very specific about choosing that word. So tell me about that phrase. For the longest time, it was recovering. And I realized in the last year, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. Like it's pretty much healed now. Um, but there was some, you know, it, it, there was some burnout and some failure. Um, I was what was considered a high potential, high performing, high potential for a number of years and was promoted almost every year. At some point that was not sustainable anymore. And uh, my nickname was Velcro. Everything stuck to me until nothing could anymore because all the lint was stuck and the big things couldn't. And I dropped some balls and had some um, failures and left kind of with my tail between my legs and sort of set that aside for the longest time. Um, 
had some really great consulting years and great clients, uh, then went to work for one of my favorite clients um, for a while there. So I was still in and around HR, but I wasn't, you know, in corporate HR. And recently I realized, you know, I don't want to be separated from corporate. I want to be helping. Like there is healing to be done there. And I'm not saying that I'm a healer, but I think there is work to be done to support the people who, who, and extend the power of the people who are doing the work in these big organizations where lots of humans are doing big things together. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, uh, you're trying to connect with people who, you know, maybe like you with having a different approach to what they do and how they do it, it can help them uh, really look at what they're doing and how they're doing it. And the other phrase that uh, really struck me is um, how you focus on um, sustainable ways of working. Or as you say, um, you talk about all the ways that uh the way people work is unsustainable. So, you know, yeah. you talking about the Velcro and, you know, everything sticking to you until there's no room for anything to really stick to you. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much of that. Um, and I think in, maybe not always in HR, but particularly in HR, people tend to be somewhat alone with it. They're the ones who have to be strong. And um, now don't get me wrong. HR isn't necessarily my target audience for my work, but I'm just empathizing with how the people who who are holding other holding space for others within organizations often don't have any place to go to be supported. So part of what we do in Better Nature Work is create community. And I have a space where people who do that work of leadership development or development um, change within the ecosystems of how people work are absolutely welcome to come and be with like-minded people and different-minded people who who care about evolving the nature of work. Isn't it interesting how, you know, your perceived failure, you're leaving with your tail between your legs, uh, (laughs) it is really what then led you to finding what your purpose is and feeling passionate about something again. I think about how as a society, when we talk about failure, I feel like we need to liken it to scientists more that you have a hypothesis, hey, this job might be a good fit for me. And so you conduct an experiment and sometimes it works and you keep working it and then something doesn't work or it fails. And so you change a variable and you keep changing things until it works and it works consistently. And that's, I think, such a it's a more healthy way of looking at things. It's not a failure. It's an experiment. Yeah. And it's an iteration. And we, this is how we evolve, you know, evolution happens because of mistakes. And so errors, you know, things that, that weren't meant to happen, happen in our genetic evolution. And that's how we became who we are. Um, That's why we're not all viruses. So, and that's how viruses evolve too. So that is very much rewilding, this whole idea that we learn through our mistakes. We learn, I love you were talking about ex- experiential. Um, there's something experiential about change, getting getting other people to change or getting systems to change really does require sort of failing together a lot. Absolutely. Well, okay. So here's another thing that, again, on your website and you know, I'd like to say I'm super prepared, but I literally do this very cursory glance. And I was like, okay, here's my top four things. Um, 
the other phrase that you have was uh, or is ecosystem of resources. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the word ecosystem is that it's a system, which I'm terrible at systems. So I have such an appreciation for them. It mm. is, it's um, eco to me, you know, it's like, it's organic, it's coming together, it's community. It is yeah. like everything working together. And so this idea that there is a naturally supportive system of resources, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's brilliant. Um, it's a brilliant way to describe what you're offering to people. I'm so glad you get it and it resonates with you because I think it is a bit of a foreign concept for a lot of people when they think about work. Um, you know, we think of work as structures and, and systems as things that are sort of mechanistic. And when you look to nature for, for answers about these things, which I think uh, Ben Franklin did a lot, um, okay. you, you get the sense that, oh, actually, these things are not meant to be set it and forget it mechanistic things. They are constantly evolving and iterating. And so our ecosystems evolving and iterating too. I'm not saying it's, you know, done or fully baked or anything, but I've just had these and pulled toward different offering, different things, holding space in different ways. Um, my services are, you know, it's not all one-on-one coaching. It's not, I've got a mastermind group. I've got a weekly be now hour, which is a, just kind of a check-in. Um, and then this monthly evolving the nature of work conversation, I'm starting to realize th- these are coming together as um, a system of resources that people can take a little or a lot of and bring a little or a lot of to. Always changing, always iterating. Which brings me to the fourth thing that you talk about rewild, uh, rewilding your work. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I want to know more <laughs> about that. Um, one, because, you know, the word wild Um the idea to have a word that um, is that kind of an adjective in what is traditionally considered maybe more of a um, benign area of work, you know, where it's like encouragement and this. So to have like wild, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And Mm -hmm. that there is a connection to nature. And really, frankly, there's the nature of how we are as humans and then how we're nurtured in the workplace and Mm. like do they work together or are they potentially at odds um oh my gosh I love that I had not thought of the nature versus nurture thing but it's brilliant um and yes I'm so glad you see the connection with with nature and wildness and I I want it to be a little provocative you know I want people to go er you know (laughs) kind of what um, because I, I, it's an invitation to re to rethink, to get, to see things differently and to have a different kind of conversation about our relationship with work. So tell me where rewild came from. I don't actually remember. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm sure it came, well, there's this idea of rewilding, uh, like rewilding Europe, for example, or people who want to reintroduce the wild creatures. And I remember learning about the the wolves being reintroduced in Yellowstone and being blown away by the the ripple effects of that or the unintended, or, you know, they knew that that the wolves played a role, but nobody realized how big of a role they played in the ecosystem. Like the river system healed itself 
because of all the ways that the wolves being reintroduced balanced the ecosystem. We've got so many things that are out of balance. And also, I think that we are already wild. And I noticed the wildness in me that wants to come out and be different and slightly disruptive and, and have fun, but also get real. And I'm just craving that in, in my work. And so I figure other people want it too. And I think that we are because we're wild things, we are human, we're nature, we're nature's creatures. And um, we were once wild in our work. We, nobody initially told humans to start working when we first started working, you know, like we work because we naturally want to solve problems. We naturally like to solve puzzles. We naturally love to beautify things and decorate things and build things and create things. It is in our nature. And then somebody told us at some point, you have to do it between these hours. You have to show up and do it at this desk. You have to sit still and be focused and grind it out and do work you don't give a crap about that you're not even connected to the end result of and you don't get to be creative with and you don't get to be connected with other people with. Okay, you get the point, right? Like that we've yeah. been unwilded. So I don't know. I just want more wild. Can we rewild this? I I think it's um I think it's awesome. So couple thoughts that came to mind. One, it reminds me of what people were talking about that observe nature uh, during really the height of the pandemic and how the lack of cars out on the road, you know, the lack yes. of uh, resources that were used and how it reminds me of, um, is it the liver or the kidney that can regenerate itself? Mm. Um, one of the organs, Eric will probably I think it is this. the liver, maybe. And so, you know, the fact that it can, if you give it a rest for a little bit, it can regenerate, you know, yes. that's kind of like what you're talking about, right? And yes, it totally is. that the, the wolves have, or you think about the bees and, you know, people are like, if bees are gone, like we're gone. Um, and then the other thing that I think about is all of those ridiculous videos that I watch on, from like the Dodo on YouTube, where it is you know, people that have fixed a fill in the blank wild animal, their wing, their paw, their this, their that. And they really work to show them that as people, there's a humanity there, right? And mm. a connectedness. And yet there's a respect that this is a wild creature and let it go back and yeah. heal so that it can go back into nature where it can uh, I use the phrase all the time, wag its tail. It's the area mm -hmm. where it's meant to be. So yep. it's doing its work. Go let it do its work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love that. So you don't remember where it came from because it's always been so naturally ingrained in you that it's just. And I'm a synthesizer. You know, I bring in a lot of information and I don't always know exactly where it came from, but I'm sure um Maybe someone in my community remembers, and if they do, hopefully they'll remind me when we first started talking about this, and I could probably look back on when I started using it as a hashtag, um, and now it's, you know, part of a program, like I have a class, a training class that is Rewild Your Impact, and that is the first time I think I've used it in a title, but it just, you know, it started to creep its way in, and it, and it resonates with people. It absolutely resonates with people. So how do you work with people. I know um, from what you've said, and again, from doing my cursory glance at your website, that- Good you job, know, by you, the way. Yeah. Thank you. I am a very good like skimmer. I 
that's how I used to study for tests. I would read the uh, chapter headings and the paragraph titles because I was like, the details are going to fail me. However, the uh, paragraph titles and things, that's going to be important. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I know that you offer the one-on-one coaching. Uh, and then additionally, you have this happy hour and you have these programs and things. So mm-hmm. let's say you're a small business owner, a solopreneur, for instance, and, uh, you know, what is the problem I'm trying to solve if I connect with you? Generally, it's that people are, when, when they come to me, they're already noticing there's something they want more of or less of. They want to take a stand for something. They want to make an impact and make a difference. They're frustrated that things are the way they are and they see so much more possible. So they want their leadership unleashed. They want their voice um, uh, they want to find their voice and they want to prepare for maybe a hard conversation or a, a job expansion or to get um, in right relationship with their their own leadership of their team. Um, so they're trying to activate something and unleash something in themselves. So they're trying to get their, dare I say, uh, their tail to wag again. Uh, I love that. It's like, it's this thing that similar to your rewilding, I have been talking for several years about this idea uh, of, um, you know, doing what makes your tail wag. And that if Mm. it makes your tail wag, it, you know, I think of it like, you know, when somebody puts your favorite dessert in front of you and you do that little like, and, um, you know, there's a little squiggle or shake, um, you know, it's what dogs do, right? And they don't think about it. it's just, you know, I'm happy to see you. There's food. Like, look, there's a ball. Um, I like this couch. You know, they do the things that make their tail wag. And yeah. it's very simple and instinctual. And so it's so glad like- you brought an instinct. And I don't, I think, you know, I don't want to anthropomorphize or, uh, you know, attribute human traits to a dog. I don't know what it feels like when a dog wants to wag its tail or automatically wags its tail. Um, we interpret it as happy, but I think this is true for us too, that when we're working in alignment with our nature, with, with something that feels right to us or um, compelling to us, or just, we've got to do it. It's not only more satisfying, but it also results in better outcomes because we're better people with our coworkers. We're bringing more energy and enthusiasm and creativity to it. We're, we're being our best. It's evoking our own better nature. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I feel it, it seems as if it's really going to be beneficial for um, somebody who works with others or is trying to make some decisions about their career where um, I think of that song, um, is it Diana Ross? Like the, I'm coming out, right? Exactly. And Love like, it's like, you know, that gorgeous mane of hair, right? And, um, you know, they're ready to to come out and own the fierceness. I mean, the yeah. number of things that I can connect with this rewilding thing, you know, I'm like, it's fierce. It's instinctual. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, yeah. it's, it's kind of cool actually. Um, you have you such know. a great way of, of tying it back. Cause this, you know, my work can get pretty coachy jargony, you know, esoteric and you have such a great way of, of, 
translating it so that people understand and can see themselves in it. And, and that's such a gift and it's so needed in the world. So thank you for what you do. Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, um, why don't we take a really quick break here? And when we come back, maybe you have some ideas of what I can call myself. Uh, I think so. Yeah. All right. So that would be great. Let's rewild Uh, that. I love that idea. I need to be thrown out there and, um, you know, see what happens. Uh, Keep listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. Again, I am joined by Sharon Sperry, and uh, we will be right back. Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh? And relevant, Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Stacy Heller is many things. Entertaining, yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. I am Stacy Heller. This is Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am joined today by Sharon Sperry. She is the dare I say it, force of nature, haha, <laughs> behind a uh, better nature of work. And uh, Sharon coaches people with this idea of rewilding, doing the thing that is instinctual, that uh, really makes your tail wag and um, embracing that so that you can really step into your power and be more of a leader for yourself and for um, your peers, really. How did you? Well said. Thank Couldn't you. have said it better myself. Well, um, now we were talking at the top of the show that I am constantly working on. I love my business name, Stacy Connects. I mean, it is a hundred percent what I do. Uh, I connect people with people. I connect people with ideas. I, you know, I plug things in. I am a connector, um, yes. and that is great. However, when you are in an elevator with somebody and they say, oh, what do you do? It's like, uh, uh, yeah. yep. <laughs> and yep. my elevator speech is longer than the ride <laughs> down between floors. So, yeah. um, so then how would you help with that? Well, let's start by, um, so first I would, I would say, answer the question you want to answer versus the question they ask. And, and what I think you want to share is what you're, what you're up to, what you're not, what you're doing so much or, or what you do or how you do it, but what's the, what's the transformation you're contributing to? What is it 
What's your contribution? And so one of the ways um, I would approach this is, is using my wild framework, which is still evolving, but it's been really cool because we use it in this uh, rewilder impact class as a structure for pointing our attention each week on a different thing. And it's kind of a system. So um, by the way, you said you're bad with systems. I don't know if I believe that, but let's see. So, so we start with uh, the W in wild. Um, Did you want to say something with that? No, 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 no. I no. All okay. I can see visually is the um, you know, the classic image of uh, like monkey to man. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's evolution, right? It's like mm-hmm. each piece. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. go on. This is and imagine wild as sort of a um, like a spiral. So it it you know it feeds itself in terms of you know you don't ever really stop wilding or rewilding. Um, and if you're continuing to do the work, it's going to elevate and, and expand you. So the W is the is where we start, and that's why. So um, I'm not the first one to come up with this. Simon Sinek is the guy, the, the start with why guy. The reason I start with why in wilding is because um, it's the instinct. It's the part that comes from within you. It's the natural thing. It's your why, your unique why. And when we come from that as fuel, it allows the rest to be easier. So, so why do you do what you do, Stacey? I literally can't help myself. <laughs> yeah. You're compelled. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, I, and I, I see, um, ideas and solutions and things that can bring people so much more, uh, ease, enjoyment, and authenticity in doing what they do. Yeah. And why does that matter to you? Because, uh, I think it's important that whatever it is that we do, I go back to this idea of, uh, wagging your tail. That, you know, it's maybe something that you do uh, or you have to do. However, there should still be some level of enjoyment. There should still be something that that feeds you and makes your tail wag. And so if I can find creative ideas to help people look at their business or look at their relationships or their connections in a way that reminds them to have fun, um, you know, that. It's, it's so important. It's the major league baseball player that has forgotten what it's like to be in little league. Mm, beautiful. And what does that make possible in the world when more people feel that way? I think people show up as authentic. I think that their message is clear. I think that you can catch better with people. Uh, there's less barriers. Uh, there's far more connection. There's more curiosity. Uh, you know, it just opens so many more doors than it shuts, which we live in a uh, society and a culture that is sadly more about shutting doors. Yeah. This is a really deep connection you have to connection. Yes. You deeply believe that we humans are all connected and that life is better when we're connected in meaningful ways and connected with our own joy. Very much so. Yes. And, and as I said at the top of the show, I think that that connection can be edutaining, right? I believe that mm. I can be entertaining. And at the same time, there's an educational element to it. And learning something about yourself or about someone else or whatever it is, and that it doesn't always need to be so heady. Sometimes oh. it can be just, you know, the simplest things. I love that. We could all use more of that. And and so what I'm hearing is you want people to want to change and make their lives better. You want to empower them 
to feel compelled to make these changes in fun, engaging ways. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So you are empowering people. I am empowering people and, uh, and hopefully inspiring them. And, you know, it's like connecting just keeps being the thing and, Mm -hmm. uh, the words that always pop up for me and trying to figure out what it is that I do is the messaging. It's the, um, you know, the voice of your messaging, whether it's visual or audio or the written word. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a voice. Pin in the messaging. So we're getting into the do, which is important. And that's the D. Um, it's the daring. The daring oh. do is the D. So, um, so if we can just put a pin in that for a minute, let's not lose it. But, but can we hold that for just a moment? And then, yeah explore that. So then you're leading me to the next uh, letter, which is I, and that's impact. And we're going to reframe impact a little bit. Often when we think about impact, we think about the outcomes that we deliver in the world or the things we make happen. I want you to think about impact as energetic impact. How does it feel when you're doing your thing? How does that feel in the space or with other people? How do they feel? How do they, how do they experience you? So what kind of impact do you want to make. You already said some things about that, about you want it to be um, fun and inspiring. Yes. What yes. else? What Like if you were to describe it as, you can come up with a metaphor for it, maybe even a natural metaphor. What do you want that space to feel like when you're filling it with you? So there's something that I say often on the show, Eric's heard me say it so many times, uh, his eyes might roll. Um, I talk about how I never met an elephant in the room I didn't want to talk to. And and really that comes down to people that maybe don't feel seen or heard. Mm -hmm. And I want want them to know that I see them and I hear them and that they have value and that the thing that they think makes them awkward and big and cumbersome is actually the thing that's going to connect them with others. So beautiful. Okay. And um, since we're doing, we're doing a light touch on this, we're moving through this a little bit quickly, but in, in the class, we, you know, we spend a whole hour on that particular topic and evoke more of that. um, And you're welcome to join us if you'd like, (laughs) if, if, um, if you think about making that kind of impact, Let's go to the L, which is learning. What are you already learning about your why and your impact? And what do you want to learn more about? I think I have learned that uh, the value of the intangible. uh, So many of us focus on the tangible uh, skills, processes, systems, as you talked about, that you need um, when you're working. And we forget about the intangibles. And Mm and how important that is, how we feel about ourselves, how we see ourselves, uh, you know, the energy that you put into something, the energy that you feel about something. And so I have learned the value of that. And it's in part what makes it so difficult to articulate what I do because it is an intangible. However, it makes me think of kids in high school and how they have these social emotional uh, lessons and so the work that I do is essentially social emotional. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And so is there anything you want to practice or um, iterate on to, to learn, to deepen that learning or to broaden that learning for I, yourself or for others? I think it is a bit about uh, 
the wilding piece is great. I may be a little too wild in my approach. I may need to, um, you know, work on that ecosystem that you talk about. And I need to work on the curriculum so that, you know, I know what I'm doing has value and I know uh, the importance of it. However, as a business, you know, you have to bring it back to people are paying me and they, they want to know what it is that they're getting. And so yeah, yeah. that's something that I Some need to, structure. To, mm-hmm, to learn yeah, and to be able to articulate. Beautiful. There, yeah, there's a, there's a, a way to maybe create a package or a structure or something that makes it real. Um, and I love that you mentioned the intangibles. Those are really, really important. And then as leaders in our lives, we create the containers that hopefully don't hold things so tightly that people can't be creative within them, but they need something to create against. You know, we need constraints. We need problems are essentially a set of constraints. Like here, we can't do this. We can't do that. And creative people know that when you have a constraint, you now you can get started. Like if you have just all the possibilities in the world, it can be easy to stay stuck and, and confronted in that. That's a lot of what we do in coaching is help people commit to something just make it real, like put it on your calendar, do something to start making it real and then be willing to fail and be willing to um, iterate and keep learning from it. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So then we get to the D. The D is the daring. And that's where uh, being in a group is really helpful. It's, it's helpful to have to be in cahoots with other people. Um, we do a lot of then coaching too. We get into cahoots with each other around, okay, well, what feels delightfully compelling or fun for you since that's important to you? What is something you could do that would that would stretch yourself out of your comfort zone and allow you to learn experientially and, and start seeing what your ripple effects are? Like put something out there. What would that be for you? I literally want to create the Lucy Van Pelt from Peanuts advice booth and set it I've up somewhere. I've heard you say it before. I love it. Yes. And I'm consistent on this. Like, you know, my husband's like, but she's such a bully. And I'm like, I'm not going to pull a football away. It's like, it's, it's the idea though, that it's like, you need some advice and that I like hang my shutter and I share what I have to share and I share what I see and what I hear and that people are seen. And then that would make my tail wag. That to me is like setting up a, um, a space in a sandbox that I get to play in every day. That's coaching. And you can, and uh, you know, you, you're so good with the virtual world. So what could you do? Virt- how could you do a virtual version of that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to sign up. Um, <laughs> I'd love it's to so helpful. You. Well, I mean, it's, it is really so helpful. And the thing is, you know, people may argue that there are, leadership coaches and there are business coaches and there's this and there's that. The thing is there's someone for everyone and it's who do you connect with and who is that person that you understand the language um, or they understand the language of your heart. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't need somebody to translate it. You just get it. And your approach is, is a really different, uniquely yours approach. And it's just fascinating. Um, now I know you it's have not for everyone. Well, and that's, and that's okay. And, you know, and that's the point, like 
yep. you know, people, the people that are meant to find you will find you because they're listening to this. And because um, I think you have a session that's coming up that's starting in April, if I read your website correctly, which yes, coincides with spring, Easter, mm-hmm. rebirth, birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that because we only have a couple minutes left here and I want you to be able to uh, let people know about this. Okay. Uh, it's called Rewild Your Impact. And because I believe that rewilding starts with each of us, we each have a role to play. So what I want to do is be a catalyst or a space for people to catalyze themselves to unleash their own leadership and rewild their own work. Um, and doing it in a group is really activating and helpful. So that starts, it's it's one hour a week on Tuesdays, noon Pacific time. And in between there's homework and reflection. So you go and practice the stuff that you learned and come back the next week. It's interactive. We get to rant in the first week, which people love. Um, we get to dare each other and encourage each other in the last week and send each other off on a um, with a challenge of some kind, which people love and everyone gets really bonded and connected. And so um, it's a limited number of seats and registration will close on March 25th. So I highly encourage if people are interested to go and sign up now and reach out to me if they have questions. Sounds like a wild time. Mm-hmm. So like, um, do people have to, you know, if you were a wild animal, what wild animal would you be? <laughs> no, no. Um, it would be However, a good icebreaker. It would be fun. Yes, it would definitely be fun. Um, that's not part of the curriculum yet, but honestly, there's a lot of room for people to be co-creative and like it's an experiential learning space. So um, it's not a lot of talking head, me talking at people. So there is room to iterate and play with that. I think that's a cute idea. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, and <laughs> You're brilliant. You have all these ideas. Well, you know, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, some of them may make me a millionaire and others, uh, maybe not so much, <laughs> but again, at least I'm talking about these things. Uh, yes. let people know where they can find you. What is your website? Uh, are you on social media? Share that with listeners. Thanks. Uh, betternatureofwork.com is my website and um, you can sign up for a mailing list there. That's where I send out newsletters and announcements about things coming up. And then at the bottom of the page is the um, schedule of upcoming events that you can sign up for, including the Rewild Your Impact class. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at, at Better Nature of Work and on LinkedIn under Sharon Sperry, S-P-E-R-R-Y. So good. Uh, you know, this is one that I resonate with. It it just so goes with my whole uh, instinctual tail wagging thing. So I love it. You are definitely speaking a language that I understand and appreciate. So, and I appreciate. I kind of love doing my own show because I end up getting advice from professionals, from people that you know they are a subject matter expert and they are willing to share their expertise with me. I mean, best job ever. Yeah. And many people benefit from it. We, we get so much from hearing other people be coached, which is the other great thing about being in a group setting. You, we learn from each other's stuff. Oh, yeah. And people really, I think, relate to all those insecurities and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing. Um, thank you for being willing to do that. Oh, are you kidding? I mean, again, don't ask me to talk. Uh, Eric, <laughs> 
How much time do we have left? We've got about 20 seconds. Just enough time to say thank you to Sharon Sperry again of Better Nature of Work. Thank you to Eric her usual and always my guest next week is emily mcfetridge and a reminder to everyone to stay connected yeah. Thank you.